Hello, did you miss me? I'm here and I'm ready for another wacky week of this beautiful podcast. Tonight's guest is none other than Barrows Ben Bloody Whitfield. I do hope someone asks him what it was like to score against Stockport on the opening day. It's the lower league look. 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 I don't know what clacking's going to sound like in here, but we, by the way, I'm going to just say my wall isn't finished. I've only just done this room out in the last few days. It isn't finished. This isn't the finished article. Um, but Thank you. I have built this little Keep studio like myself. I've built it myself. I'm proud. Exactly. I'm seller. Um, it's cold. It's wet. It's dark. And we're in. Clap. Oh, I didn't like that noise. I'm going to cut the claps from now. Mm. That was a that was an horrible clap. Yeah, I'll go. Nice. Ooh, yours, yours were very nice. Is that what that mine sounds good, like? Yeah. Is that what mine sounds like normally? Mm, maybe, maybe. Guys, we're here. We're episode 16. Remembered. Because we didn't do a third. I love how you've kept track. I love how you've kept track of actual episode numbers. I, I've lost track yeah. of episode numbers a long time ago. How you yeah. doing? Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I've accepted like my new little room. It's I tried to make it soundproof, but it just echoes. Um, so it didn't really work that well. But I'm here. I've got my Cavonia because I've been poorly. And I've got my throat spray, which I don't know what it was, but it tastes like a dentist's waiting room. But we're joined tonight, Grant. We've got a special guest, another one. There's a young man in Barrow that's doing backflips around his living room right now. <laughs> watching this because there's a question coming. Ben Whitfield joining us. From Barrow, well, not from Barrow because you don't live there, but playing for Barrow. Welcome. Hello, how are you? Absolutely. I am grand. He didn't tell us. He, oh, grand, oh, we don't. We don't. We don't grand ask him. Tell me. We don't ask him. Oh. We, ne- we never apparently, ask him. Apparently, no one cares about me. So thank no. you for asking. Exactly. Ben. That's why I, I'm doing. I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. How about you? You doing all right? I'm very well. I've just sat here for two minutes listening about his not unfinished room, but I'm good now, thank you. But can we just finish room before we came on? You said it looked really nice. <laughs> I've installed the light. Look at this thing. Un- you ready for this? Unfinished room, feeling poorly. Let's all feel sorry for Liam. It's got a light in it. Put it in myself. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a DIYer, but I did it. So where are you? It is episode 16. Don't know why I'm even keeping track because we don't use numbers anymore. Um, but I think it helps me to upload Spotify. But we're going to have a little bit of a chat about Mr. Whitfield here. Grant, I know you're excited because you've got some questions about a certain part of his career that I had the same questions for. So we're going to go back to the start, to the very, very start. We I'm always like go start. back to the start. I'm going back before where Grant wanted to go because... So... But you know what, first of all, I'm going to get one of the questions out of the way that we had um, we had sent in, because we've got quite a few questions we've got to ask you. This is from a Dan in Barrow, and he wants to know, what was it like to score against Stockport? I knew that was coming. I just yeah. did. Um, <laughs> surreal. It was good. And everyone asked me at the time, why didn't we celebrate properly? But I think I did celebrate, but I didn't take it over the top, which was 
I didn't want to take the mick. I'd just left nine days ago. So, but yeah, it was a good feeling. Of course, it's scoring a goal is the best feeling in the world. So hang on. You didn't want to all go over the top with your celebrations. No. People thought you didn't celebrate. What did you do when you scored against Bradford? Oh, I went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where are you from, Ben? Uh, yeah, Bradford. Yeah, there we go. And that's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah, uh, no love lost there, is there? Well, that's where you started, didn't you? You were, you were at Bradford until, I think, the age of 16? Yeah. And then you were you were released by Bradford. You went to Silsden for a bit. I did, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, Silsden. I don't think they're a bad. I I really rate Silsden. It was like, good there to be fair. One of the up, yeah. Mm, nice little place. Um, then you went on to Geisley, mm -hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Grant, I'm gonna let you take over because this is where you get excited. How <laughs> excited? Well, you, you you get very easily excited, Grant. Well, it was the fact that then you go on to signing for Bournemouth under a certain Eddie Howe. And it's difficult to not get excited about Eddie Howe when we're running a League Two podcast. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Eddie Howe, why you signed, why you made the decision to go to Bournemouth, what it was like playing under Eddie Howe, training under Eddie Howe, and what your days were like at Bournemouth. Uh, well, I mean, I was supposed to sign at the time Huddersfield. Yeah. And Bournemouth then rang me, the chief scout, um, and said, listen, how do you feel about coming down? Um, look around Bournemouth, look around the place, the facilities, meet the assistant, meet the manager, um, that, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, and you and your dad can come down and uh, we'll pay for you a hotel for the night. So I was close to signing for this film. My dad went, come on, you've got nothing to lose here. I know it's far away. You're 17, but let's go see. You've got nothing to lose by going down. I went down there and he greeted me at the door, which I didn't even know. I'd never seen the Huddersfield manager. Greeted me at the door um, with the chief scout, showed me around the stadium, basically spent a full, the full morning with him. Um, went out to watch training. Um, and it was just, I didn't expect that. I was 17 years old going to a championship club and yeah. the manager was there in front of me and just, like it was just it was just like a normal a normal person. It could have been anyone. And it, for him to do that was kind of a big thing for me because it makes you feel wanted. And he didn't yeah. have to do that and he did. And I went out and watched training and after training I saw him again. So yeah, it it was it was good. Do you know what I take from that story there at the beginning? You said that they said, Come down to Bournemouth, we'll get you a hotel and your dad were like Come on, you need you need to go. That's a Yorkshire man that's seeing a free night away in an hotel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you bang on. You bang with on. no way. Even if you'd signed at Huddersfield, he was still going for night, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Crash the night out of Bournemouth. Yeah, that's good though. That he, the fact that he was there, he was there, and he you know was willing to to meet with you because we we interviewed Don Telford who went to Stoke. From Blackpool, yeah. obviously, he was already in the championship, but he didn't ever speak to Mark Hughes in the three years mm. he was there. And that, yeah. for me, is surreal 
you know, you because they had the under 23s, and that's where he got moved to. And but yeah, I didn't I didn't have a conversation with him whilst at Stoke. That's which, what I mean. Like I didn't even know the Doddersfield manager. I never even saw him, and I, I, to this day, I still don't even know who it was. But I bet you, I bet you're glad as well. He you? was just yeah. It was the, it was honestly the best thing I ever did. It was yeah. genuinely the best thing I ever did, and I won't be where I am now if it, if it wasn't for me going. <laughs> I'd uh, make accident there. Going down there, so yeah, I'm I'm so happy I did it. Yeah. And to be fair, it is my it was because my dad, my dad wanted a free night away and saw the opportunity and saw the right <laughs> sign. Because I want more free nights away. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Then he's like, oh, I can go to Bournemouth every weekend. He'll pay for us. Oh, the club. Oh, they're gonna make it great. I, I like it. I, you've got to you've got to respect it. Um, so what? I mean, you were at you were at Bournemouth for a while, but five years five years is it? Yeah, yeah. I think you signed your fourth twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Five five years. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? Yeah, four or five years. You, you didn't play for the first team, did you? No. In that time. What made you keep re-signing with them? Just, so I think it was my, so I signed in the January, did six months, and then that pre-season, he, I got my first call up to the first team trainer, and then I did pre-season with basically the whole first team, played for them in the first team friendlies, and knowing how I was never going to play in the championship. Yeah. And for the first time, I was 17, uh, might have been eight, I was 18. So knowing that, but then just that experience. And then uh, I went out on loan. And then every time I come back that pre-season from, from my loan, the pre-se- following pre-season, I'd always train with them. And I think mm-hmm. just the experience I got from being there was, uh, that's why I just kept re-signing. I thought I'm not going to, if I go sign for a, a team in the Conference League 2 or whatever, I'm not that experience you get even if it's for a month I, I wouldn't have got anywhere else no fair play fair play um it does say it's when, look, it's when you look at the likes of the names that you're playing with as well and that's so your, <laughs> your Callum Wilson's your Matt Ritchie's Christian Atsu wingers as well coming through yeah. so was there players there that were t- who was there anyone in particular that took you in as a young player and yeah. kind of help Moldes throughout that time when you were at Bournemouth. Yeah, there was there was a couple to be fair. There was Mark Pugh because he was uh, he's a Northern lad, so he he took me on early doors to be fair. Took me under his wing, and, and Matt Ritchie, I had a good relationship with him. He was he was brilliant. As soon as I signed, he was because we we had similar haircuts. I got mistaken for him a few times. It was a bit <laughs> awkward, but. <laughs> I remember walking yeah. in and uh, a load of kids, even some adults, ran up to him. Matt Ritchie, Matt Ritchie. I was like, oh, no. Did you just so, go along with it? I tried to, and then they realised. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And so it, it, we know Wikipedia is obviously sometimes miles out, but mm-hmm. when it's talking about the clubs before you sign for Bournemouth, it says you've been linked to a number of Premier League clubs as well. Before Bournemouth? Yeah. Uh, Do you recall any in particular, or was it championship? I think when I 
there was talks of I think it was after I'd signed for Bournemouth that first six months. Yeah. And when I was playing the twenty threes, I just I I think I went like ten or twelve games. I just scored every game, and we were playing like Southampton, Tottenham. I think then there was started to be like some interest from like things like that, but it never it never went anywhere. It, I think it was all just talk, to be honest. Just just, so. just your agent picking you up. Probably yeah at, the, yeah. at that time. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I know you've got a different agent now. I do. Yeah. You do. Um, yeah, we like your agent now. He'll want. He'll <laughs> want a shout out. So cheers, Dan. Yeah, I Dan. Do. Cheers, Dan. Do Even, do I've got a quote from Dan to talk about in this. Don't you worry. Oh, brilliant. It's not for, not a quote to us. It's a quote that he's made in your career. You'll probably know what it is um, when we get to it. But yeah, so you're at Bournemouth. You go out on loan. Um, Kidderminster was the, was the first place that you went out on loan. Not a great season. No. For them. It, it ended horrifically, really, didn't it? They obviously got relegated. But on a personal yeah. level, Players Player, Supporters Player of the Year award for yourself. I think we were, what, were you 18 at the time? Uh, yeah, 18, 18 and then that, yeah. That's not bad, is it? No, I enjoyed it, to be fair. Good, great little club. Yeah. Loved it, yeah. Um, got relegated. You know, these things happen. Can't mm-hmm. always. I mean, the fact that you won a, the, the awards, can't blame you. Don't worry. We don't blame you. <laughs> um, and I don't think any kid of Mr. fans listen to this. But you then end up at, at Yeovil the, the following season. I really like Yeovil. Like, I've always really liked Yeovil. It, it, for me, I think it's the friendliest place I've ever been in my life. Um, there's only five people there. Well, that and the ground is in the middle of an like an old people's housing estate. Yeah, <laughs> you like you like your time down south, don't you? Do you know what? It's weird because sometimes I think I really do like it down there, but at the time, I think there was only two options I had, and they're both down south. So, hmm. but yeah, I do, I do, I do like it down there. Yeah, I'm just looking Yeovil, Bournemouth. We'll get to talk Ian a bit as well. But yeah. Sorry, Liam. I totally cut you off there, mate. Don't, don't worry. I think I brought my computer then. Don't. I've just... <laughs> don't worry. Um, going on, doing stuff here. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you end up at Yeovil. What was it like actually playing for Yeovil? Because they've got that... They've got that... I don't know if they've had any work done on it since I last went, but the, the away end used to be... It was like similar to Gillingham's, wasn't it? Scaffolding... Yeah, I don't think it was like it wasn't like that when I was there. It was still open. There was no stand over the the away end. Uh, there was a stand, so there was no cover. There was no cover. Um, it was it, they had like barbed wire fences above because we all went dressed as Santa uh, two days before Christmas, and we had like nylon Santa outfits on, and we all threw them and got them stuck on barbed wire because we're like it was gonna be a nightmare. And we sat on coach before we left, watching them with a brush, trying to get <laughs> these Santa suits down. Um, you spend some time at Yeovil. Now, you've had one red card in your career. <laughs> we spoke about this before we recorded, so I know that you remember it. So you can't even <laughs> pretend. Um, but before I do, card. before I do, I have a question. That red card, ask. Jeff. <laughs> um, I must have missed it. I've got a question that's been sent in. Um, it's from a Daniel in Barrow. <laughs> he wants to know what it was like to score against Stockport. 
It was fantastic, Dan. Honestly, fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you. I'm glad. He'll be happy. He'll be delighted. Uh, Grant, I know you, you've... I'm glad we've got that one out of the way. Yeah, I am as well. Grant, yes, I know you've yeah. got a question or two as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I've got a couple of questions out. as well. We'll space them out. Um, red cards. So, you got your red card away to the team. Oh, sorry, not at home. Sorry, it was... A, I can't pronounce I'm not going to say your those because I've never been able to say it. I'm not going to pronounce it. Can you, when you play there? Hewish Park. Hewish Park. Hewish. That doesn't seem right to me. It sounds like it should be Hewish. So Carlisle came down. You're playing them this weekend. Uh, you got yourself a red card. What happened? What happened, Ben? Um, so that week, the gaffer, Darren Way, had been saying, you need to start heading football. You don't edit enough. So the keepers sent it long. I've gone, yes, bang, headed it. Thinking, oh, wow, where's that going? It's just gone straight up in the air. Literally straight up in the air. And then I, I've ran after it full pelt and the defenders ran at me and I've gone off. Then just gone like that. Stuck my elbow, gone to edit, but turned and he headed my elbow. And that's that. You can take the lad out of Bradford. <laughs> See, I promise I did not mean it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. That's not like us. Right. So, on this subject of heading footballs. So, and I don't know what the talks of maybe down south, but in Scotland, they've been told that the professional clubs are not allowed to head the ball the day before a match or the day after the match in heading. They're what? not allowed to. They're not allowed to do it. This is all now to do with um, potential brain injuries, potential dementia in football. What would the atmosphere be like and training be like if this came in down south? How do football players view this of coming in saying that you're not allowed to head the ball? Oh, that's, a, that's a pretty serious question, but I don't yeah, Ben's not won a header since. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't apply to me. I yeah. <laughs> I when you still like, head the ball on the Friday, when you're obviously doing your bits on the opposition, there's some teams are direct, so you've got to. That's how yeah. the other team that you're playing against, like on the Friday, that that's how they play. So, I don't know. It won't really work. I don't. That, that, I yeah, don't. That, I don't see how you can say to centre-backs, oh, by the way, the day before a match and the day after a match, you're not allowed to head the ball. Yeah, I can't see that working. It'll, it will get to a stage where it'll stop, in, it'll stop in football completely. I think it's nice at the minute of footballs to agree not to injure players' brains on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays and only Fridays and Sundays. <laughs> It's, it's insane, isn't it? It's, it's a baffling thing. You can't do it on a Friday. Like, why? Just do double heading on a Thursday then, don't you? Because they know they yeah. can't do it on a Friday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. I think heading's been about in football for years and yeah. I think sometimes it's instinct, isn't it? I mean, I, I've never played football at any sort of level, but like there's the times where the ball bounces up in front of you and you, you're running, you just, you do just. Think yeah, so. exactly. Mm -hmm. But who's going to tell you off? That's a good like, point. If they do it on a Friday, 
before the game and they do have the ball, who's going to, what's going to happen? That's not what? as if your coach is going to run on or Pete Wilde's going to come yeah, on and go, gonna... stop fucking heading on the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, if, what, you've got, I, I, what I, if you've got shit feet and all you can do is head? I play with a couple of them. Yeah. Niall Caravan would get Fridays off. <laughs> no, I'm no, joking. He, he scares he me. He can head a football, by the way. Yeah, I know he can head a football. He can head a football. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He wouldn't need to be there. They'd just be like, Niall, just don't bother. Just stay at home. Son. You're all right. Um, <laughs> he's going to, yeah, he's I genuinely. Don't, don't point out who I am when you come down. I just won't be I'm going to do now. Oh, he'll, head, he'll head you, Liam. <laughs> yeah, you'll tell him tomorrow and he'll go, yeah, that fucking dick, I remember him. Um, no. Right, so anyway, you, you're, at, you're at Yeovil. When you got that red card, manager did say, and this is his quote, sending off will prove to be a learning curve for the lad. Did yeah. You, was it for you? Was, yeah, what was I, did it, I did it since. <laughs> there you go. No, you're running, it, like, you're running like that again. It, <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't like I just, it was so unintentional. I I still couldn't believe it at the time. When he pulled out a red card, I literally stood there. Like, huh? I'd never hmm. even been carded before, so to get my first one, it'd be a straight red. I was like, oh, honestly, <laughs> I honestly didn't think it was me. I thought it was yeah. going to say someone else off. No, but yeah, it was, no, it was. They appealed it as well, so but it didn't, it, nothing happened from it. So it, it, didn't, it didn't work, did it? No, it didn't. No. What, was the, what was the chat after? With a gaffer, what was the chat like there? I think I can't actually remember. I think he said, I know I said to head the ball, but you didn't need to go in with your elbow. <laughs> something, something along them lines. I was like, oh, well, I didn't mean to. I've never edited one. I thought that's what you do. Well, you do, you, you, you jump. You, you, and that's, that is, I can kind of see, you Probably see it every day. I've jumped, I've jumped and gone like that and then thought about heading it, but then just turned my back because <laughs> I didn't want to head it. <laughs> so, I can honestly say I didn't even go for the header. I've just just completely bottled it. Oh Christ! Well, that season ended. Uh, Yorval finished twentieth, um, and at that point, you, that summer, you then uh, joined Port Vale on loan. Yeah, six month loan, isn't it? Um, that in the summer, sorry, in the January, you were. You were going to move, weren't you? You were going to move there permanently, but something... Well, this is where I come on to Dan. So, was it your previous agent that stopped yeah. that move happening? Well, well, yeah, it did stop it happening, but the advice he gave me... I had another club interested, um, but I wanted to... I was doing well. Yeah, yeah. Manager, New manager coming, I was playing every week. I was playing well, probably the best I've played. And I wanted to stay, but I felt like because I I liked it at Bournemouth, I didn't want to leave permanently. But the deal was good, and then he basically just gave me completely the wrong advice. Um, and then yeah, I went to I was going to sign, went and met the manager with my dad and things like that. And even though obviously I've played under him, but he invited me around to his house, and he thought I'd said I was going to sign permanently when I hadn't, but then it all just went, yeah, it just went sour and I still didn't want to leave. So I said, listen, I want to sign on loan. So I, I signed on loan again for another six months. And then in the, uh, in the summer, you ended up signing on a two year deal anyway. Yeah. Um, 
because you got yourself a new agent. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Um, <coughs> but then after a while at Port Vale, new manager comes in. You ended up transfer listed, didn't you? Yeah, I did. At the, yeah. end, of the, at the end of the season. End um, of the season, yeah, yeah. And then the contract was ended by terminated by mutual consent. And Dan took to Twitter. And this is my quote from Dan. And he said, sometimes you have to do everything you can to get a player away from a man. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you have to do everything you can to get a player away from a manager. Even if that means taking a Dying you guys! <laughs> anyway. So your contract ended by mutual consent at the end of the season. And your agent took to Twitter. And he said, <laughs> and he said, sometimes you have to do everything you can to get a player away from a manager. Even if that means taking a step back to go several steps forward. Do you remember it like it was yesterday? Did you remember? Did you remember him saying that? Yeah, because he told me he'd never ever tweeted anything like it, but it was so needed he had to. Yeah, it was like, and I think what it means by a step backwards. Obviously, I dropped down a league, but yeah, yeah. I needed I needed to do it. Um, like you said, to take several steps forward. Yeah, and what what sort? Of, can you can you go into what went wrong? Um. I can, yeah, it, so basically me and the manager had just had a fallout, but f the reason for it wasn't like it wasn't right. He told me I hadn't scored enough goals, but I hadn't played under him. The big game I'd played, he came in, I think he took charge of five games. I think we'd lost four and we'd won one and I was the only person to score. So... Oh. Like he, what the reasons he was giving me weren't valid, and no. obviously I couldn't. I, I didn't. I'm not the type of player that goes out and says anything out of line or anything like that. But I just said like I didn't think they were valid, and that was that. And then he, he just didn't didn't like me for for that reason really. It's a good job your agent is, isn't it? Good job your agent's there to, to speak out when he needs to. Then yeah, um, yeah, and that's what I mean. Dan was wasn't happy at all i mean yeah i think he tried to speak to him several times but he was having none of it so he took to twitter <laughs> good on dan <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's what's needed isn't it There's yeah nothing's been listened going to the most the most public place to get your message out and then people will pay attention to it yeah of course how did the fans react to to, to that did you see any fan reaction to you or towards Dan's comments? Yeah, I mean, I'd say 85% of the fans liked me, liked me on the pitch, yeah. liked me off the pitch. You get you get fans everywhere that, that take a dislike to you. Um, so there was a couple of comments. Um, and it's the comments that aren't true that you see that someone could say something in the street and it goes all over Twitter when it's just not true. So it's then comments you think, well, do you reply? But I just left it. Um, but I think they know. They know. Like I was, I was a genuine person off the pitch, and every time I stepped foot on it, I I tried my hardest. I worked mm -hmm. my worked my socks off and did everything I could, like I have done at every club, really. And that's all you need to do to keep football fans happy is exactly, show that yeah. you're you're willing to put the work in. If you put the work in, 
They absolutely love you to death. Yeah, of course. We're, sim- we're simple people, football fans. <laughs> Some more than others. Um, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Um, Grant, do you want to do your <laughs> Yeah, I've got a question. Um, it has come in from two seconds. I just need to get the name. It's from Dan. <laughs> He's a Barrow fan. And he said, ask Whitfield what it was like when scoring in front of the county fans not long after you've just left. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Dan, it was, it was good. I mean, there's nothing more to say other than I really enjoyed it. My first goal for Barrow. And we won the game. Most important thing. Um, so actually, question. It's a good, it's a good question. He actually followed it up with a second one. He says, "What was it like scoring against Stockport just after you joined?" <laughs> I hated it, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. I love it. Um, oh God, we're gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to have to stop that. Because I, I, I moved downstairs, I'm two floors away from the toilet now and I can't laugh. If I need toilet, I'm done. Take me 40 minutes. Um, <coughs> so, I'm not well. So you leave Port Vale. Um, like you say, there's fans that are a bit dicks at all clubs, let's be honest, they are. But when you say the things that aren't true and you, you you'll you'll see things written online as as a footballer you'll see rumors put online constantly i'm guessing um do you remember anything specific you got any like particular rumors that you remember or you you read at the time and thought what um not really it's more which more the ones where they say oh yeah his attitude's really bad um he missed training he, he, he'd been on a night out and he didn't turn up for training when none of that, I'd never missed a day's training in my life. Uh, my issue was spot on every single day. Did I'd you go on nights out and then go training? Never. I've never, <laughs> I've never ever done that. I, I might, I've gone on a night out on a weekend, but yeah. never like that's just like someone like, oh, I'm pretty sure every single footballer has done that mm-hmm. um, after a game or whatever. Yeah, Amari but Patrick. yeah, it's the ones where it's the ones where they say, "Oh yeah, his attitude is is rubbish and, and things like that." I mean, when the manager made me go train with the youth team at the end, then obviously my head was completely gone. No, no one comes into training as a professional footballer to then get go sent with the youth team to train on my own. But some days yeah. I would train on my own, get told I wasn't allowed back in the club and things. So when I'd done That's, nothing wrong, it's weird to know that that actually happens, and it's not just people that do it on Football Manager. No, it's just. That happens. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna do it again. By the way, when we're on when we're going back and heading there, I decided that I was gonna check out your heading stat on Football Manager. <laughs> They've given you an eight. What's it out of? Eight. Eight out of twenty. <laughs> thought you were gonna say eight, I was gonna say it sounds, it sounds like it sounds like a generous stat. I I would take that. You would take oh, that. Oh, okay, oh. so 
What do you in your career? What do you think's higher? Your current heading stat on Football Manager or the number of headers you've won? Oh, my stat. <laughs> I'm going to ask. Um, we'll have to see if we know anyone at Barrow. But I'm going to ask people, someone to count headers between now and end of season for you. I'm, I'm actually really I'm good at the first part, which is jump it. I just missed the ball. And it, <laughs> the defender heads it. But I can jump higher than them. I just don't. It don't, don't work. That's like me with the kicking. I can swing my leg really hard and hit the ball. the ball. <laughs> Not hit the ball, but it doesn't ever go that way. But <laughs> over there, it's it goes everywhere. It's great. Um, I take my hat off to the like Tom Port, for instance, at Port Vale. Best header of a ball I've ever seen. And really? yeah, he, he couldn't kick it. Like we said, they had the conversation about heading on Friday. He had. He had three heads. It was unbelievable. He was so good. Every time you cross the ball in the box, his header would be on target, no matter where he, where the ball landed or from yeah. the cross. He, he was the best header of the ball I've seen. And then every now and again, you get a fo- footballer who crops up at clubs around League Two constantly, who can't head, can't kick, can't run. And you, you sit and you wonder... Certain players, like you, as a fan, you look and you go, "How do these players continually get clubs? Like, how good is this agent to be able to get this guy a deal at this club?" Um, so that how, is how rich is Mike Fondop's agent? Yeah, and that is a I direct. Was question. At me then, I thought it was thinking of me no. and Dan. I was going to no, was no, not no, 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 no. It's actually a direct question for Theo Robinson. Um, <laughs> The, the, the one for me, um, no, I'm joking. I love Theo Robinson and Mike Fondop. We've had a bit of a, Mike Fondop was our first ever subject on this podcast. We just spoke about Fondop for an hour. Uh, <laughs> and then he signed for Oldham and I went and met him. Such a guy. So you ended up going to Torquay. You took that step backwards to take those steps forwards and you, you went to Torquay. You ended up playing there under Dave Challoner. Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Right, we're going to edit that out because it's Stockport where you played under Dave Challoner. Yeah. <laughs> fucking few. I'm, I'm poorly. And by the way, a very successful Torquay team with some fucking good players on that team as well. Yeah, that first... Was it first year or second year? Well, both years. Um, yeah. Both years. We, we First year, we started off really well. Um, and then we just... We, we went on a bit of a bad run. Um, but that second year, I got injured in the March. But that that whole first six to seven months, we we just I think we played we played Stockport the opening day of the season that second season. Um, Who did you uh, play the last game of the second season? Do you remember? The last game. Of the season. Oh, I mean, that would be the that would be the playoff final. Ha- yeah. Yeah. Hartlepool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, oh, I didn't know if you meant the playoff final. I thought you meant the... Yeah, no, no, the last game of the season. I, I, that's that's where I got Challoner from, I think, because you obviously played pools. Yeah. At the end. I, I have logic with everything I do, which just doesn't always make sense to everyone else. But, but yeah. yeah. We went in from that game and said, we're going to win the league. And we went all at will. We just missed it. But we had a great group that year. 
You did. You, you went on to the playoff final. Um, one of the, I think for me, one of, one of the best playoff finals I've ever seen. It was, it was a crazy match. match. Yeah, it was mad. It was <laughs> mad. We have, we have a question for you about your keeper that season. Lucas, yeah. What is he like? Crackers. Right, so is it just is that just him in a in a nutshell? Yeah, he's brilliant. He's just crackers, nuts. Like, is it? It just it just comes across as mental. <laughs> he just, I mean, he's, he's not got the best decision making skills. He had some game though, flipping heck. Oh, he did. Oh, you'll never. I don't think you'll ever write that. A crazy game, and it came off the back. So, Allison had just scored the header for Liverpool. And then he was like, right, I'm just going to go and do the exact same thing in the last minute in the playoff final. Yeah. And I go mean, and score that. Because Pools were flapping coming to the end of that second half because Torquay were just firing everything forward. Yeah. Then, I mean, you batted this first half, I remember. Because mm. we, we played you early in that season and it won five, beat you 5-0 at your You beat us 5-0, yep. And you were a completely different team. Like, if but I think when we scored, when he scored that game uh, in the 91st minute, whenever it was, I just thought, yeah, sit now, we'll win this. I, I was, I had to watch that at home. So me and my dad were sat, and as soon as that went in, they were, he was going, I need to phone you in a group chat, Colin. But I'm not getting on the phone for extra time and penalties for this. And I was like, oh, I can't go through another season of this. And it was horrible, but what a game to watch. Yeah, like, it was. It was brilliant. So I like how Grant says I can't go through another season of that like he's not about to. We're going through a season. <laughs> we're going through this season. <laughs> Who is the crazier goalkeeper? Is it Kovalan or is it Arthur Boric? See, I was never really that. I never really got that close with Arthur Boric. <clears throat> the, all keepers are they're in their own little world are they yeah so i'm gonna have to say lucas because i spent a full season with him and he was just he's nuts did you see his red card earlier this season which one i swear he's had about five <laughs> no I don't, I, I don't think he has this season i think he went on loan didn't he to chesterfield that's, that, that's where I, oh yeah he's at uh, where yeah he's still at chesterfield isn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, uh, his stamp my favourite one was when he need Harry McCurdy. That was quite funny. Last season, yeah, I think, that, I yeah. think that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, this early said, this season, completely yeah. off the ball, striker down on the floor next to him. <laughs> <laughs> he just went bang, stamped on him. I don't think he, I don't. He might have had one, I think, at Torquay. And then he went to Port Vale, he and he two. got like three off. Yeah, two or three then, and then he's gone to Chesterfield. He did it again. I was like, oh god. It was yeah, two they, in his, It was like his first two games that he had. It was the first game of the season um, for Port Vale. He gets sent off. And then I think someone must have paid him to knee Harry McCurdy because everyone was just laughing about it. And then um, he, he just dropped him completely. Yeah. But yeah. What about who would, who would win a fight then? Um, <laughs> Canavan. <laughs> or Kovalan. Canavan. Canavan. <laughs> it's not even close. 
It's not even grand. Canavan would win that fight with me, you, and Ben on his back. Yeah, I was going to say, Canavan could take on the whole talkie team plus Coverland and still yeah. come out on top. I, I would not be going near that man. No, no, not at all. He's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, when he left us last season, obviously he left not, not under a cloud because we, we were gutted when he left. Um, but he, he uh, from from the story we understand is he stood up for might have been Finn cousin Dawson. Um, he stood up for him when uh, Derek Adams essentially said some 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 stuff that he shouldn't have said. Basically threw him under the bus in a post match interview and Canavan stood up and said, "No, nah, that's not right." And two days later he was gone. Oh, um, wow. So yeah, don't 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 fully know the reasons, but. He would probably still be here if he'd not been yeah. that sort of person that will stand up no, to the yeah. end, which is what he needs. Yeah, to be fair, no, no bad blood. I don't think from from Bradford. Um, yeah. Obviously, there'll be those fans that still do him when he comes, but don't worry, he's used to it. He got booed a lot last season as well in first half. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So after Torquay, you were linked with a move to Swindon. Is that right? I've got here. Then that, lit- that, that was, I think that was before I went. I played a game uh, when Port Vale put me on the transfer list. I went on trial at Cheltenham and Swindon, um, and then obviously that never happened. So I went to Torquay. I see. We've got we've got it here. After at the end of your Torquay contract, it says you were linked with a move to Swindon. And denied you rejected Torquay's new contract and then signed for Stockport. Oh, no, it wasn't Swindon. What have been Swindon? Might have been. Might have, no, no, I don't think it was Swindon. Mm. No, it might have been Sutton. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Sutton. It's got, got Swindon, but we'll, yeah, we'll say Sutton. I like Sutton as well. Um, so you end up at Stockport. With Dave Challoner, I believe. Um, but just before we do, I've got a question that's been sent in from... Uh, it's a YouTube page this is coming from. Uh, I think it's French, because it's Barreau en tour. Um, it wants to know, what was it like to score that goal in front of Stockport fans just after you'd signed for Barrow? It's funny you should ask that because I actually haven't heard that question in quite a while. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's really funny, and I've been thinking about that this whole live too. Oh, great! Well, here we go then. Um, yeah, I really did enjoy it. You really um, did enjoy it. Yeah, I did. Good answer. Good. It's a, it's a good answer. It's a very good answer. Mm. Thank you. Um, but before we talk about, I've got a question about scoring against Stockport later for you um <laughs> you you signed for stockport first uh two-year deal last year for for dave challoner um no, sorry, sorry, it wasn't for dave challoner sorry it wasn't for dave challoner was it uh because Challenger didn't come in i was that's what i was just reading and challenger didn't come in until sort of november time did he when november, he left yeah. the rules but in the summer, you already spoke to Challoner, didn't you? I had, yeah. 
Yeah, so we're allowed to talk about that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, so you you'd spoken about a move to Hartlepool. That was, yeah. from what you'd said before we started talking to you, is that that was a pretty serious offer? Yeah, we, we had, I met him, uh, had a serious chat with him. Um, I played against him the year before, so I knew what his teams were like and knew him as a manager and every every man every player wants to go where they wanted don't they and he, he seemed yeah. to have serious interest yeah so why didn't it go through in the end what was the reason you didn't end up at, at pools um and why was it raj singh i think, <laughs> <laughs> think stockport i don't know um i think everything about it as a whole um facilities They'd just been taken over by a new owner. When I met them, the project they had, um, I sat down with the CEO there and he, he literally ran through the next four years. And it was something that excited me. And I looked at it and thought, you know what? It reminded me a lot like when I signed at Bournemouth. That's how I can describe it. And... I, that's what I instantly thought of. So I thought, you know what, like, I know it's the same league, but I know there's rumours, obviously, they spend a lot of money, etc. But the facilities and the players they had and the fan base and everything, I just thought, you know what, we're going to have a real good go. And I'd, I want to be part of... I had a take, good taste of it at Torquay, getting to the final, why not go one further and... I know the football league interest was already there at the time, but I thought, well, I'd, I'd like to be part of a, a big promotion push and, and yeah. see where it takes me. They're a team that seems to have a clear vision just now yeah. of where they, where they want to be in yeah. the next three, four years. They want to be League One, even pushing to Championship. That's yeah. how I see Stockport right now. It's infuriating for you, isn't it, Grant? <laughs> it's, it, oh, it kills me still. <laughs> me. Manager. No. Yeah. Well, did you ever? Did you meet? Obviously, you were there for a while. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you did. Uh, Steve Bellis is club president there, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. guy. He's honestly, I I met him earlier this season and just I introduced myself. We we I thought oh, I'll just have a quick thirty second chat with him. I, I sat with him for probably an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. Um, like he is. Yeah. I'm going to. There's a game in we play them in January, um, which we don't know what we can when it's happening because of the FA Cup and yeah. if we get through. But what we've said is, you know, if they get through to the FA Cup, I'm still going to go because he's inviting me. I'm going to have a sit down with him. Like such a nice guy. Yeah, it does seem like yeah. there's not many bad eggs at that club at the minute. No, um, I, 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 there wasn't when I was there. I mean, he he was so welcoming and I. Yeah. Well, the day I signed, I got a massive paragraph off him, and I think he does that to every player. So, like, you, it's not often you get that. And fair play to him; he's, he's a lovely guy. He is Stockport through and through, isn't he? Yeah, massively. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Um, so, in November time, Dave Challoner comes in. Um, the club are sitting eighth, I believe, in the National League at the mm. time, and Challoner comes in, and you know, the year before, he's taken pools up in the in the playoffs. He, go, he just comes in and you guys just steamroll everything that's in that league, everything that's put in front of you. Yeah. You just I mean, I, was, I got injured at the t- his first game. Yeah. I scored against Bolton and then fractured my metatarsal, which wasn't ideal. No. But 
happens, doesn't it? I yeah. think. Not while celebrating, <laughs> I guess, but <laughs> sometimes it happens. Um, and yeah, he just came in and had a clear vision of where he wanted to go with the club and he just, everything that got put in front of us, they just smashed it. Fair yeah. play to the boys. Yeah, they, and do you know what? I, I think when we looked at that league last season, we couldn't pick who it was going to be because you had yourselves at the time, you had Wrexham, who obviously you're always going to put Wrexham to be there because yeah. that's what they're doing money-wise. Yeah. You had Chesterfield, obviously things went horrifically wrong for Chesterfield. Um, yeah. it, it's such a tight league and obviously the two-up system... It doesn't. I don't think it's fair. No, it is. It's it is what it is, isn't it? So you end up coming up, or you end up obviously winning the league. You've got another year left on your contract. Mm-hmm. The conversation obviously then comes about that you can leave. How how does a man? Well, not how does a manager? Because I know every manager treats it different. Does does different things. Um. Phil Parkinson, for example, Grant's dad will love this. Grant's dad hates no, Phil Parkinson. Doesn't like him. Um, Don't know why. No, he can't tell us why. He genuinely can't tell us why. Because obviously, for, for me as a Bradford fan, Phil Parkinson is the best manager we've ever had. Yeah. Um, but Phil Parkinson, I did a, an interview with a couple of ex-players from that that season at Bradford, and they said that at the end of the season, they think he had two phones. And what he would do is he would call you, so your phone would start ringing, but he'd call you off the other phone at the same time, so that when this phone then started ringing, it'd go to your voicemail, he'd disconnect this one, and then he'd just leave you a voicemail, so that he didn't have to speak to you in person. <laughs> and it was silly things. Nice. Like it's too clever. It was very clever, but he left he left a voicemail for one player. I'm, uh, I don't know if I can say it, because I can't remember if this part was on the podcast or not, but... He uh, basically he said that he left a voicemail saying um, after he'd sent him home for the summer saying there's a deal for you definitely it's on the table I've had it all approved I'll be in touch he left him a voicemail saying look I'm not even going to show you what they've offered you I think you should find another club they're not even offering you anywhere near what you what I think you you're worth blah 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 and in the end the player ran back and was like no I want to see the offer I'm still I'm still interested because he, he really liked being at the club it's like I'm coming to the end of my career I still want to know you know I, I I'd be happy to look at taking a but no no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna let you see this it's not it's insulting <laughs> and they've just never spoke to him again <laughs> oh wow and that's how he used to let people go from their contracts <laughs> I'm hoping that Dave Challen is not like that no I no. mean it was, to be fair, because when I came back from my foot, I pulled my quad as well yeah. whilst rehabbing. Um, so then I struggled, but because I'd done my foot, I didn't <laughs> want to. I played with my quad, like pulled for a couple of weeks because I just didn't want to sit out. I didn't know it was pulled at the time. I just thought it might have been like just severe DOMS or whatever. And I struggled to get back in after I'd sat out for a while with my quad. Um, and then I finally got back in on the last game of the season, came off the bench. Because we had such a strong squad and you can only have 16, I, even struggled. I, I couldn't make the squad. Um, how's, that, how's that mentally for a player when you can't yeah, make the squad? Tough. And that is that is what you've been doing for year yeah. in, year out. How does that affect you mentally? 
I mean, that's the first time I've ever had it where I haven't made a squad um, on a Saturday. <clears throat> I mean, I've been told at the end of the season I can go like at Port Vale, but during the season, I've never, I've, I've not made, never not made a squad, and that was the first time, and it was, it was tough because when it's like the first time, you don't, you kind of don't expect it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was frustrating as well because I felt like I was training well as well, which was the mm. hard part because I couldn't understand why I wasn't then getting a chance. Did he bring um, Ollie Crankshaw in when you got injured? Is that why he brought Ollie no, Crankshaw? No, he brought him in. He brought him in. I played on the opposite flank when I was at, at Bolton. He played on the right. I played on the left. Right, right. Because obviously but, he, he brought him in midway through the season, didn't he? And yeah. he, he sort of became his super sub. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. he came in with the vision of playing a four at the back, which the old manager was playing a five. So four at the back meant he played with wingers. And he said I was a massive part of the plan because that's what he wanted to play. But then I got injured and he had no other wingers at all, um, which was obviously, he found a new way when I was injured and it worked and they were flying. So he, wouldn't, he wasn't going to go away from that. And I understood that. I got my head around that bit, but I can also play in the 10. <clears throat> so did you, re did you revert back to his three at the back with two wing backs? Yeah. 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 So I get that. that It, it was working for him. We've won 15, 16 games in the bounce. I ain't gonna come back from injury and go. Oh, I deserve to be playing because that's not yeah. that's not me. But so I understood that. But it, yeah, like you say, it's difficult when you're not in, getting in a squad. It was, it was tough. And then how does the how does it, the conversation come about for you to, to to move on? Does he come to you and say you're free to go? Or well, we had our end of season meetings, um, and I went in there honestly thinking right, he's gonna go. Listen, Ben, thank you, but. I'm bringing in players and you're not going to be part of it. But it was a complete opposite. And I went, he went in and he said, listen, you've had a frustrating season. I know what you can do. We've both got unfinished business in League Two. Um, let's have a real good go at it next year. You were part of my plans. Um, and pre-season came about and that kind of all changed. Right. Well, that's so, crap, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is. Um I mean, quite early on in pre-season, I got the hint that Barrow was interested, but didn't get the hint that Stockport wanted rid of me. Um, right. It was only till a bit later on in pre-season, um, well, nine days before the start of the season, because that's when I signed that they really didn't they didn't want me anymore. And then so nine been... days later, you played Stockport, didn't you, in the opening game? I believe you scored against yeah. them as well. I have a grant. I have a question that's been sent in about that goal. Yeah. Um, What's that a question? It's he's he's actually well. What I'm going to do? I'm going to describe because it's a video. He's done inter interpretive dance for his question. Um, but I, essentially, what I think he's he's saying, um, his name's Daniel and he's from Barrow. And oh, he wants I think to know, I know him. You know, you might know him. Um, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, he's like Troy. He's, he's a bit like Troy McClure. He's been in everything, um, <laughs> including your DMs. So, he... <laughs> oh, Dan, you know we do like you, really. Come on, it's just we've got to we've got to laugh. We laugh. We'll all cry about this, Dan. But yeah, Dan wants to know what was it like to score that goal. To be fair, I know we've obviously joked about it and stuff. But I really do want to know because that was what 
What, what was, was it? Actual, like? Because my actual serious answer now. Yes. Well, purely, purely because we predicted last season when we saw Stockport get to the top of the league and you start they started steamrolling. We said Stockport have got the ability to go back to back here. Yeah, that's so when, about pre-season too. Yeah, and when when you look at Barrows last you, season, you look at everyone's league predictions. You see, everyone was predicting Stockport at the top. Yeah. And the vast majority of people were massively putting Barrow at the bottom quarter. A lot were putting them in the relegation spots. Yeah. No, they were. Yeah. I remember sitting and watching the most dull nil-nil game of football I've ever seen in my life on the opening day against Doncaster and looking at the score between Barrow and Stockport and going, fucking hell, this is going to be a special season. Yeah, I mean the the Pete Wild effect is just massive, isn't it? So massive, we, we, yeah. we will we will come to that question, but just about you, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll let you finish about signing for for Barrow first. Uh, so you, you got wind that they were interested, and then found out that you were you were free to go. Yeah, was it so just Barrow? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that was that that was severe interest that they'd approach me and Dan. Um, yeah. And the and stop part. So yeah, they obviously. Then I went and met Pete, and I think meeting Pete just kind of see, he just sealed everything really. As, as to be fair, because stop part at the time I'd met Pete, stop part said you can go and meet him, but they hadn't said I couldn't go, so they didn't say I could go yet. Right, like leave the club, but they said I could go and meet Pete. So. Me in the back of my head still thought I had a chance at Stockport whilst meeting Pete, but I wanted to go see what Pete was obviously what his plans were at, at Barrow. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I think <coughs> I hadn't made a decision properly. And every time, every day I wake up and think I just I need to go sign for Barrow. And yeah. I'd go into Stockport training and training would be good and I'd enjoy it and I'd do well. And then I get home and it'd be in my head again. I think, oh, do I? Don't I? And then I wake up again and go, I need to go to Barrow. And I think I must have had the conversation with my missus, my dad, every couple of hours, every day for about I mean, a week. The difficult, I think, a real difficulty is it's two class class managers. I think there yeah. as well. And we said all last season that they are head and shoulders the best managers that were in the National League last season. Yeah. And I still think the two of them are two of the best managers in League Two. Yeah, 100%. What Pete Wilde did with Halifax last season, I mean, well, you see, look at look at Halifax this season when, that, when he's gone. And then you look at you look at last you look at last season's Barrow and this season's Barrow. I know, there's, yeah. a, there's a common thing with them. Yeah, there's, there's something special in both guys there, you know. Challoner and and Pete Wilde, but when you meet with Pete Wilde, then I'm guessing it's around Manchester because that's where Barrow yeah. sort of think it was, training and stuff. Which I think is it was Nutsford, I think, that. I think because he's from that area, isn't he? He's from around that yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, he's from around here. Yeah, yeah. So, so you end up meeting with Pete Wilde. What does Pete Wilde sell you about this season coming up? Because he's not managed a Barrow game properly yet. No. He's inherited a, a team that finished fourth bottom, Grant, third or fourth bottom? Third or fourth bottom, and he'd had 
not much time because obviously he went through the playoffs. Yeah, with he went into the playoffs with Halifax and then had the shortest time to build a squad. Yeah, because building a squad from the playoff final to the start of League Two is a matter of weeks. Yeah. yeah. So what, what what does he say to you? Like, what? How does he pitch this season? What What did Pete Wilde in preseason think this season was going to be? Well, don't say. Don't say. I, I don't say. He said to you, At the beginning of December, we'll be sat fourth. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> no, it, that that's the thing, though. He he was just so down to earth, and he he sold it in a way of of how he played and how. Because every time I played against his sides, he'd always speak to me after. We'd always have a chat after. I remember my old manager, uh, Gary Johnson. I remember him having a go at me speaking to Pete after we just played Halifax live on TV. And Pete pulled me on the way out and we were laughing, like having a little joke. And, and then <laughs> Gary Johnson told me off for it. But And then we had we had that chat, to be fair, when we met. Um, but he, t- he just thought the, the way he wanted to play, his formation he wanted to play, um, how he's going to go about the season with you can never predict where you're going to be. Like, I was going there with a scene of predictions like you just said that they're going to be bottom two, but yeah. knowing what he'd done with Halifax and seeing the way he played with his teams, he's had, mm-hmm. um, he didn't really have to sell anything to me as oh, we're going to go in the league, it was just how more, more about how he was going to improve me as a player as well as be part of that team as like he wanted to improve everyone individually yeah so it was it, i'd never re- like i said I'd never really had that before when someone was coming and gone right individually we're going to work with you to improve you as well as win football matches on a weekend which is ultimately what his job mm. is about if he don't win on a saturday they don't care if they've improved ben whitfield do you know what i mean and yeah. then to say that whilst he needs he's got the pressure of going to win on a weekend kind of made me think well if he can improve me, we, everyone can improve, and I know I could improve. And he he does that on a weekly basis now, which is exactly what he, he said. Fair play. When when you sign for a club, and you like, you, there's certain points I'm sure where you go, I've made the right choice here, mm. or I've made a horrific mistake. How far into your time at Barrow did you go? This is it. This has been the correct decision. After the second game of the season, genuinely, after Bradford game, I think just the yeah. whole we just won three two against the league favourites, and then we go against Bradford, who was supposed to be up there as well, and we go do the exact same, but concede in the ninety first minute, and then go and win it in like the ninety fifth. I just thought then. You, you can have you can beat you can beat a team on by luck against Stockport, but then to have the team to go do it again the week after, yeah. I thought, yeah, you know what, I've I've made the right decision here, definitely. I remember, I remember our messages during that because after the first game we were both like, fucking hell, Barrow, and then you were like, I'm a bit worried about next week, and then you just go out and do it, and I'm like, ah, holy. Jesus, this season is going to be crazy. Barrow are going yeah. to be a force to be reckoned. That's when, I, that's when, like I said, that's when I, I, I knew, and just the group of lads we've got as well. It's the togetherness it's, is is class. It's when you see at the end of the first game, Pete Wild going over at the fans. He was just going mental, and, and it just, you just, you just knew from the start 
he was going to have this relationship with the fans, yeah. have this relationship with the club, the exact same that he'd built with Halifax, and he's looking to do it. He's looking to push his onwards and upwards. And yeah. I actually think it's a really exciting club to be involved with at the moment. Yeah, you're right, it is. It is massively. It is. And do you know what? Like I've, I've dealt with a lot of people at Barrow. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with 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 staff at Barrow, and uh, people couldn't be nicer. Like it, it seems to be that there's just you know top down in that club, everyone wanted to to help with the things that, that I went to them with, and that's that's big for me. Like especially doing what we're doing with we're we're a League Two podcast. We're not anything special. We don't claim to be, but what we're trying to do is give League Two the view that we don't get as a as a league league two doesn't get the coverage it deserves we don't get the yeah. sky games we don't get that sort so we're just trying to do that and 23 out of the 24 clubs accept that and work with us mm-hmm. there's only one that doesn't um which i won't name that, but that puts 23 clubs on, on alert going have we said yes or no we <laughs> I can guarantee the one he's going, yep, talking about us. Um, so that goal against Stockport, by the way, we haven't covered it off properly, but genuinely, what's going through your mind at that moment leading up to that goal? It was cat like I played against, Maka was right back. He was probably the guy I was closest to at Stockport. And, uh, he kind of was stretching for it and knocked it in my path. And I only had one, I took a touch and there was, I only had one option really. Yeah. And there was such a tight gap and I thought, we'll just shoot. And then I, I put my head down and then just saw the net ripple. And I just, I don't know. I just thought, flipping heck. What does, what does he say to you though then? What, the, the manager? No, no, no. Obviously the right back. Oh, and do you know what? I think he, I think he just went, Finish wits. It's <laughs> <laughs> thinking I'm gonna get ripped when I get in that dressing room. <laughs> but to be fair, like, like you say, it was. I didn't. I didn't want to over celebrate because I understood that I'd just got promoted with him. It had been nine days. Yeah. So I wasn't gonna go flipping celebrating in front of the Cheetah and going crazy. But I was absolutely buzzing. Man, I'm not gonna lie. If I was in your position, then. I would have taken every item of clothing off I had um, <laughs> and done laps in celebration. Oh, it went through my head, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, you would have been the most hated man in Stockport yeah, exactly. as well. And, I, and the, fa- the, the thing is, if the, the fans were so nice to me, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> they had a, I had a lot of respect for them and they had a lot of respect for me, so I, I wouldn't have done that. And well, think... you know, if you can remember that, you know, remember where you're from, when you play Bradford, you know, just remember that. Remember where you were born and raised. Um, you know, I'll try. You'll try. Oh, I'm dre- I'm dreading it. If honestly, I'm dreading it now. I'm not because I mean it's gonna be it'll be hilarious. And I'm at that. Point I mean, there. he's already done it to me when you battered Hartlepool the other week. He's got to do it. He's got to do it to you as well. I tell you what, though, and this way it gets a little bit awkward. Then Ben doesn't it really because. I bet you wish you'd come on after that Hartlepool game and not after last week's game. Yeah, like we won't talk about Friday. We won't talk about Friday. Oh, we won't. We won't. We'll be not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was not. To be fair, though, and I'm going to, like, we won't 
it, it wasn't a it was a horrible result for you guys. Stevenage aren't and aren't mugs this season. They honestly, if they play like they played on Friday, they will go in the league hands down. You think they'll honestly, win the league? Yeah. If they play like they did on Friday, yeah, every single week, not one team in this league will beat them. Yeah. And, and I'm that, really glad you've said that. They were were so, they were physical, they were resilient, everything. They were very, very good at what they did. And they, I I wouldn't even say we were out fought or battled or like in football terms, we weren't outplayed on the pitch. They just were so, just direct, they just knew and they were just clinical. And there were two great finishes, two set pieces and a penalty. And you think, well, fair, fair play. Yeah, and it's everything you expect a Steve Evans team to be as well. Yeah, and he he just he's he's doing it. You you guys and Stevenage this season. I mean, we predicted Stevenage because we we didn't we predicted they'd do well. We didn't predict they would do this well. I had Stevenage fifth in my prediction. I don't even I can't remember where I had them in my. I had them finishing fifth in my prediction. I had you guys down. I think I had you guys like 20, 20th, 21st. I did. Oh no, sorry, no. I had you. I had your relegation. I did. I had yourselves in Carlisle. Um, I had Carlisle just for laugh because Carlisle fans are really easy to wind up. Um, if you don't lead with an elbow, you can just lead with a tweet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So look, we, that's we don't really need to go into Friday because it's. <sighs> It's Steve Evans and it's a Stevenage side who this season are really, really doing some impressive yeah. stuff. So we'll talk about that Hartlepool game the other week. <laughs> and I, there's, oh. a, there's a reason though. No, there is, actually, there is actually a reason because so back in early October, we do a weekly 606 Twitter space where fans come on and have a chat. And Grant was talking about Hartlepool. 15 games into the season we were. Hartlepool were on nine points after 15 games. And Grant, very you bold... Love, you love bringing this up, don't, don't you? Yeah, I do. Grant very boldly said... Hartlepool to the end of the year. The games games the end of the year. Nine games left of the, the calendar year. Hartlepool are getting 15 points. I said, Grant, you've to got... Get 15 points. I said, Grant, you've got nine points from 15 so far. Where are these coming? And he listed results. And it, it was so... It was... The teams it was picking, he was going Barrow beatable. I was like, you were second or third at the time, and I was like, Barrow beatable. Like honestly, when you you've said, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a, a difficult, a, not a difficult question because for me it's a really easy question. But you said if Stevenage play the way that they played, they'll win the league. Do you think? I'm guessing you've played both of the bottom two at the minute, Gillingham. Is it Gillingham and Pools, Grant, at the minute? Gillingham and Hartlepool. Have you played Gillingham yet? Yeah. Okay. One each. Do you believe that Gillingham and Hartlepool are in a false position? Um, or do you think... I mean, we played Hartlepool at our place and I think every time we walk out onto our home pitch, we I don't know what it is. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people can't put the finger on it either. But we, 
where like Stevenage did uh, to us would were were a very out of possession, solid and in possession mm. clinical. Um Gillingham we played away from home. Um I think we went one nil up and then they yeah. scored from a set piece. And they had I think they're struggling to score goals, aren't they? I think they've, they've scored six. Yeah, season. I think that's an area yeah. that obviously that they're they're struggling with and I think if you if you're gonna stay in League Two you you need to be scoring goals. Mm. Um a few of our lads have had Keith Curl as a manager before, and they say he's a good, a good manager. So I I, 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 I couldn't tell you who's going to go down. Honestly, it's League Two. I'm going to be fair in this match, Liam. In that defence, we had three fullbacks playing in a back four. We only yeah, had one. We only had one fit centre back. Big Josh Umera was injured and suspended for that game. Yeah. It was, it, it, yeah. And if you if you're just sitting there as a team and people, I was like, right, lads, we've got a makeshift defence here. I'm <laughs> fill your boots. You must love hearing that as an attacking player going. This de- this defence has been thrown together. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the analysis that goes in at Barrow is. Second to none. Um, they they do everything down to a T, and we knew that. Especially when the team got list got named, we knew there was three full backs and a back four, so that was an area we could target. Um, but I think, like I said, I think when you when you when as an attacker when you go out on a football pitch anyway, I think the way, especially we play at Barrow, if you're not confident, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be. Because of, of the seat of the start we've had and and the, some of the teams we've beaten already when we were supposed to be down there as like they, they said mm-hmm. at the start, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be be confident as as a as a, as a mm-hmm. collective team and especially going forward. Hundred um, percent, Grant. Question for you: I, 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 We spoke about that one game there. You had three yeah. fullbacks in defence. You know, okay, fine. I'll give you that. About the other 19 games. This isn't about this podcast isn't about me and Hartlepool. <laughs> <laughs> we uh thing is so going back to Grant's 15 points from nine games, we're now eight games into that nine, and he's he's got three points. So Grant's currently trying to work out how this weekend he can potentially get 12 points out of one game. Um who've they got? I mean, this weekend, so this weekend was Friday's Crawley, and then there's Rochdale. That's a six-pointer. Um, there's Newport coming up. That's a six-pointer. Every that game's every a six-pointer six just now. <laughs> and then first game of the year is Harrogate as well. Six-pointer. Wow. I'm writing off. I'm writing off Mansfield. <laughs> I'm I'm going yeah. to the Crawley Hartlepool game, so I'm going to give a fair assessment of this. Um, yeah, well, look, the manager, aren't they? Yeah, Matt Matty Everington. Um, jury's out. Cracking result of the weekend. Yeah, they did. They, um, won. did they, they won, didn't they? Yeah, Swindon two 0 Oh yeah, that, yeah. Which 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 isn't bad. Um, yeah, do you know, this is this is between us. Oh no, I can't say this. This is hor- this is horrible. This no, I'm going to say it between us this weekend. Fifty uh, thirteen goals shipped. 
This is not good. Um, you <laughs> count as double, to be fair. You count as double, so you get the five for Barrow, <laughs> and then you get the three for Bradford as well. So we'll 16 goals between us. <laughs> um absolutely fuming. Well look, we've we've shall we get on to some questions? Oh, about... I've got one. Um about... I was going to say about your teammates. We will do. Before we do, one last question. It's from Dan in Barrow. <laughs> he wants to know what was it what like to score against? Oh, did he message you as well? He, I, he's messaged me asking, yeah. Oh, well, That's how really. I, just, I just knew. Oh, there you go. He's the only Dan in Stockport. He must be. No, in Barrow. <laughs> 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 right, Grant. Grant, Grant right. some questions for you. you so, ready? are you ready? So, Dom Telford was right up for this. So, I hope you're as up for it as Dom was. So, right, come on. This is questions on your teammates. First, who has the worst taste in music? Worst taste in music. Oh, oh that's a good question. Because I honestly don't. I've never really. Anyone in, the, anyone in the chain, in the in back in the lockers, putting the tunes on, you're like, that is just awful. Get that off. No, we have one DJ, and he's a, Josh Kane. He's he's bang on every game day. So that's a question because I don't actually know the answer to that. So what what sort of tunes is he putting on? Jordan, Jordan Stevens with a few songs that have been played in the change rooms that are bangers, and he's gone. This music's crap. <laughs> What's, oh, the banger, what's the bangers in the changing room? Uh, there's some old, like some old school, like just from like the killers have been played and things like that. And then there's he's just like, nah, it's just rubbish. I bet, I bet Niall Canavan listens to uh, Eiffel 65 and Cotton Eye Joe and stuff like that. Right. So since we don't know that one, who's the worst dressed at the club? Worst dressed. <laughs> Worst dressed, I would say Connor Brown. He's got an example of why. He came in the other week with like a sheepskin jumper, like he just looked like he'd coming in his rug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. He's the worst dressed, 100%. <laughs> Who's got the worst trim? Oh. <laughs> There's a few hanging on for dear life. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Josh Josh Kay's hanging on for dear life with his trim. He's got a flip flap head. Um, Where's trim? Um, uh, uh, such such a difficult question when you just know there's some players really hanging on with their hair and you know it's about to go. <laughs> That's what Grant. That's what Grant's been yeah, like. I just right. shaved mine off D during lockdown one. Literally, we went into lockdown on the twenty third of March. Five days in, Grant sends me a video, a video going, "Oh, barbers are closed." It shaved his head. Shaved like, five yeah. days. You weren't even going to the barbers in that five days. <laughs> just Grant panicked and just shaved his hair off, and then, then he's just kind of stuck to it now. New question: Who picks up the most stupid fines? Ooh. Josh Gordon. What's he getting fined for? 
absolutely every so sloppy and just silly. Like he'll leave stuff on the bus to and the thing is, he don't he don't he won't accept it. He won't accept that he's been fined, so he battles and battles in the group chat saying, No, I'm not paying, I'm not paying. I'm just not paying it. When he's he's done what he's done. Like I think he's obviously you're late. He lives in I think near Crewway, so they travel into Manchester. And he's late sometimes because the traffic's quite bad. And he's like, well, I've let them know I'm going to be late. I can't help it. I'm like, well, you're still late. And then he battles and battles and says, I'm not paying it. <laughs> I think then, obviously, because he gets like that, people spin that we've got a wheel that they spin and it lands on nominate and then they nominate Josh just because it annoys him even more. <laughs> 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 but he gets fined and then has to pay other people's fines as well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> who's the first one out in the bleep test? I've never done one with them. So who's, never... the, slow... who's the slowest in the team then? Slowest? Uh... Tom White. I thought I, I thought you were going to say Canavan. No, He's too scared can... to say Canavan. <laughs> Canavan's actually quite quick. No, Is Tom it? White. Tom White. Slowest. Final question. I think you know what might be coming. I don't, he's not from Dan, is it, in Barrow? No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Answer this question however way you will. Dom Telford, by the way, didn't even hesitate. Oh, now, you, do you know how much pressure you've just stuck on me? Who's the longest in the shower? George Ray. Way! <laughs> <laughs> the worst part was right i'm glad i'm so glad you did that and just shut up because dom telford didn't just say it he went on to explain and we had to stop him like, dom, no please <laughs> he was like hands down by far it's not even like dom we don't we didn't we don't even know <laughs> i can explain why if you want me to oh go on then <laughs> has, i think he has a ritual every I don't, I don't know what day it is, but he shaves every hair on his body. And he'll must be in there for ages to shave it. Shave well, he does it at the club? Yeah. That's insane. Everything. Every bit of hair. <laughs> <laughs> every <laughs> single... <laughs> right. So he's the... Yeah. <laughs> well, we've reached the end. Well, I say the end, it's not the end. You've still got your career, but we've reached the end of your career until this point here. Um it sounded like a final moment then, didn't it? Um, and now <laughs> Yeah. So honestly, genuinely thank you so much for coming on. It is it's we do appreciate it. We really enjoy doing things like this and it's He's still new to us, so we're we're kind of we're trying to make him a bit different. We don't do it too serious. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Um, that's we, do why have we, a we do have a favour to ask you though. Oh, do we what? ask this off camera? We'll ask it off camera after. Yeah, we'll ask, we'll ask it off, it off, we'll ask off, it off camera, camera after. Yeah, it's, it's a good favour. Okay. Um, it's a challenge. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, honestly, thank you for coming on. Guys, everyone who's watched, thank you very much for watching. Grant is going to walk us out. I got the point correct. Yay, we've got the point down. Everyone, thank you very much for listening once again. I This has been great fun. I think we're just loving this more and more. I'm doing these interviews every week. Ben, 
thank you so much for coming in, man. It's it's been brilliant for that. Uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, everyone. Give us a follow on all of our socials, like it, hit that retweet button, share it out, whatever the hell you want. Rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Music. Leave a comment. Cool, everyone. We've been in the lower league. Look. Cheers, guys.